I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. Right. Stuff and Waffle would like to welcome our first guest. Uh, You've heard his name and his cars mentioned. Now you can hear from the man himself as we say hello to our good friend, Phil. Oh, thank you for having me. That's all right, mate. Hello, Phil. How are things, mate? Not too bad, thank you. Very good. Yeah, can't complain. Splendid. Well, one of the main reasons of getting you on is because, well, you enjoy cars as much as the rest of us. But your car history is tremendous. It's, yes, it's got a bit out of hand in the past, yes. Wide and varied, I think, is the phrase. (laughs) Well, yes, up to a point, yes. Well, but I thought, I think we should regale the listeners with your automotive treats, to be honest. Um, Fair enough. I don't know if you want to do it in any particular order, whether you want to... (laughs) tell them about everything or just pick highlights is well yeah yeah there's a lot of dull stuff i mean it's start yeah it it goes through the usual first car business and then there came a point when i realized that cheap cars were quite good fun and that's where the problem really started (laughs) Um, yeah yeah um which is an era you're personally quite familiar with i think adam and mike to some extent but um there's yeah and i mean compared to some people it's probably not that um not that exciting but having i think where the conversation came about was a couple of weeks ago was writing down how many i'd had and it was a bit alarming how many i'd got through Mm, it's probably fine um in what must be just shy of 20 years now (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's about 20 years, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, as I say, I'm sure some people would think it's amateur hour, but I'm I'm quite impressed, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think you're going to struggle to have people to, to beat you in terms of numbers. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Well, some of them have been quite short-term. Um, but, mm. Yeah, because the, f- the first few are quite dull, because, I mean, the, the first car, which, again, I know um, Adam will recall is a little Citroen AX, Oh, wasn't um, it a lovely thing occasionally? No, when it worked? no, it wasn't. It was, I remember, um, this is the era when I knew nothing about cars. I was, I was really? interested in cars, <laughs> but I knew nothing about them. And I'd spent so long trying to find the first car. The usual thing that every 17, 18-year-old deals with is trying to find one that you can insure and afford to buy. Yes. And it's quite a I short went, list, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I remember my my parents were always quite sort of, um, sort of, uh, what's the word? Um, they weren't very adventurous with cars. <laughs> so they they go with they they you know generally it was always buy from a dealer you know second hand they rarely had new cars apart from company cars but it was sort of you know always buy from a dealer and stick with the you know your Fords your Vauxhalls and Rovers and you know British cars and and so when it came time to buy we were looking at mostly Fiestas and courses and things you know I was encouraged you should buy from a dealer 
um, or a garage yeah. at least, because you get a warranty yeah. and all that. And yeah, God. And uh, in the end, <laughs> so many false starts and finding cars that were great, but the insurance was ludicrous. And I ended up with this. I think my dad more or less went and bought it on my behalf just to stop the hassle. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another weekend of going and looking at down cars and. <sighs> This this was one that a, a local dealer could not get rid of. It had been sat on their full court for weeks. And in the end, they chopped, without him even asking, they knocked about three £400 off the price. So it was about 700 quid. Just take it away. Yeah. <laughs> and I found out why. Um, yeah, a little one litre. Should have been quite a good, fun little car, but it, it was a mobile ashtray. And yeah. someone had spent a lot of years smoking in that car with the windows shut and the vents turned off. Oh, closed window smoking. That's yeah. hardcore. Oh, get your money's worth out of your cigarettes. Well, exactly. oh, the first time I turned the vents on with the fan on full blast, oh, I got... Oh, <laughs> oh, I had to go and get a nicotine patch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Withdrawal symptoms after driving it. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then, unfortunately, they spent so much on cigarettes, they had nothing left to spend on maintenance. So, <laughs> I spent the next three years, basically, it was at the because again, I I knew nothing about cars and fixing cars, so it ended up going to the garage a lot. Um, I mean, it was a fun little car, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't have another one. But it got me through college and university, and my sister learned to drive in it in the end. So, um, um, but yeah, it um, pretty much everything mechanical broke on it at some point. The brakes never worked properly. Mm. In fact, one exciting um, time when I I gave some people a lift in it one night. There was four of us in it on a a rainy wet night, and I pulled up at, uh, alongside the pavement to drop them off, and it would not stop. It just carried on. <laughs> <laughs> Jump! Um, mm. <laughs> yes, and um, yeah, no, I, d- I don't really miss that one. And then it was just mediocrity after that. Fiestas and a Focus and and uh, Honda CRV for a while while I was adventurous. Well, yeah. it was a good car. I loved that CRV. That was well, uh, one of the Mark One ones, the early ones. Apart from the fuel bill, it was quite thirsty. For someone who was used to little economy boxes, but it was such a useful car. And the bit of Honda, it was it, it was an unusual experience for me because it never needed anything and it always worked. It wouldn't break, yes. No, oh, it, it never nothing never put a foot wrong, but it didn't have drink. And I then could. because I got fed up with the fuel economy, I thought if I bought a, again, this is if I go back and have a word with myself, <laughs> I thought. Oh, this is costing such a lot to rungs. I'm doing quite a lot of miles. I need something that shape and size is really handy, but more economical. So I traded it in for a Peugeot 307 diesel estate. Good God. My word. Mm. I had decision. that. Yes, I had that car for six months and I lost two and a half grand on it. <laughs> Not including the repair bills in that period, probably nearer three grand. And the Ooh. car cost four grand, I think. So four, four and a half, which is more than I'd ever spent on a car because it was quite new. But it just broke constantly. I've never hated a car so much. What <laughs> a tit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my um, goodness. I mean, I, I I've heard you regale us with stories about that oh, before, and just geez. think. Ordinarily, I'd ask you, "Well, what was the worst car you ever had?" 
it was that. I, I know. Yes, I don't need yes, to. <laughs> I don't need to quiz you on that at all. That I was... mean, there's some that have come close since then, but that just for being utterly hateful in every way. Um, the guy, the dealer, I bought a Astra Coupe in in a lovely metallic orange. I traded the Peugeot in, broken for that Astra, <laughs> and that was an excellent decision because that was actually a lovely car. I remember, I remember that metallic orange. Oh, they, they, yeah. yeah, it was a really well, – they did too. They did a yellowy one, which was quite common, and then this sort of darker sort of burnt orange, which I seldom ever saw another one. But, yeah, yeah it was a lovely colour. I do, and it was I quite do remember a cool it. It car. was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Well, mm. And, and the, particularly the coupe as well, styled it by was, the Tony. Yeah. Very nice. Tony. Oh, well, there you are. You had arrived. It was a pretty yeah. car. The dealer yeah. that sold it to me spent a £1,000 mending that Peugeot because the Astra went back for a little <laughs> job with him. He he offered to take... When I picked it up, it had a little issue and he offered to fix it for me. And I took it back to him a few weeks later and he sorted it. And he said, he said, he said I really regret buying that Peugeot off you. He <laughs> spent a £1,000 mending it to f- clear the uh, DPF faults and all the rest it had. Mm. The new owner brought it back a week later with the same faults had come back. Oh, good. That was money well spent then, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, that Astra was cool, but it was totally impractical, and I just started my own business. So I thought I need something practical. Mm -hmm. For the first time ever, I went on eBay with a low budget and went looking for a van. And I bought a, it would have been a very early Renault Kangoo, a little 1.9 diesel. And it was quite cheap. And the guy said that um, it needed, you know, needed a couple of tires, but it was all right. It ran and drove all right. I had MOT, etc. And he turned and it was like a quite a smart sort of dark bluey green color. So it wasn't the generic white van. I Not thought just that, a white that, van. That, yeah. yeah, I thought I'll give that a clean up and um, that will look good with the business. What he hadn't mentioned, he was kind enough to deliver it because he wasn't very far away. What he hadn't mentioned was that he ran a small holding and he'd been using ah. it to transport farm animals. Uh. <laughs> and you wanted it to transport people's brand new computers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's the first car ever where I've dismantled the interior and ripped the um, flooring out on the driveway and jet washed it. And the interior, not a word of a lie, the interior floor, seat, dashboard were brown. <laughs> and they were actually blue. Oh, but not yes. when you got it. <laughs> no, it smelt horrific inside. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, to be honest, I've got, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time cleaning it and it actually scrubbed out really well and it did look quite smart for a while, but it turned out to be quite rusty underneath. I can um, just imagine you delivering some kit to some of your clients and they say, why does our server room smell of shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pigs, actually. Oh, it was. Well, I say I did scrub the living daylights out of it, and it ended up being quite respectable. It was all right after all. But <laughs> it came back. <laughs> that was the first vehicle I think that I took to a mechanic I'd known for a while but hadn't ever used, and he put it through its MOT, and he he he'd said to me, "Oh, it needs a little bit of welding underneath, nothing too major." And he rang me up two hours later and said, "I can't find anything to weld to." Every oh, time he poked it, he found nothing yeah, so, left. 
<laughs> yes, that was the one where when I sold it on, um, my accountant uh, went through my business accounts for the first year, and he he when he was going through them, he he he'd been through them and gave it back to me. He said that van wasn't a very good idea, was it? So <laughs> rude. Thanks for that. <laughs> but yeah, rude. You, yeah. you can do one. I'm paying you to shut up and do the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't need opinions, thank you. Yes, I sold it for. Yeah, actually, to be honest, I didn't do too bad on it because I think I sold it for what I paid for. I had to spend quite a bit mending it, but mechanically, it was fine. I really <laughs> liked the van. It oh, was better uh, than the Peugeot. Yeah, it was a it was a great little van actually. I, I'd have another one, but that one I just we've, unfortunately, yeah. We've had, had a fine selection of choices to this point. <laughs> <laughs> you you say you'd have another one, and that, that you quite liked it. And mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't yeah. Gordon Murray? Say that he really rather liked a Renault Kangoo, and might m- might have even had one. Well, full respect to the man; he's got excellent taste. <laughs> he d- he liked it in terms of packaging, as I recall. It it had mm. really, con- considering the footprint of it, it had really excellent load capacity, and and that that yeah. that scratched his itch. Mm. It was <laughs> oh, comfortable. It was reliable. It went well, and it w- it ran on fumes, as far as I could tell. <laughs> Oh, no, I do remember one thing with it, because I always thought the seat wasn't really adjusted. It went back and forth, but you couldn't adjust the height or anything. And I always mm. thought, yes, we've got a weird seating position, this thing. It's like, you sit really low down in it. And I thought, I'm just average height. And I thought, yeah, I feel like there's tons of headroom. And I feel like I'm barely seeing over the dashboard. <laughs> when I investigated further, it turned out that the seat had collapsed and that it literally had fallen, this foam had fallen through the seat frame. <laughs> You oh, were you were sagging, <laughs> sitting on the floor. I was probably sitting six inches lower. Yeah, so I had to bolster that up a bit. Yeah, it was. Um, but then I replaced the car and the the Astra Coupe that I couldn't get anything in, and that with a brand new Kia Seed. It's the only brand new car I've ever bought, oh, which you mentioned I... before, Adam. I remember well, that car. Yeah. Well, I yeah. had my way with it, didn't I? You did. Yeah. That, that was the one, that, as you said. It was it was a fine car for what it was. I got a very cheap sort of deal on on it because the the local deal. I think they were just about to bring a new one out, and it was a little one point four, and it was it was perfect for what I needed because it was reliable, it was cheap to run, and it looked smart for the business, and you could get stuff in it. Um, but honestly, that car was cursed. Mm. I I had it two two and a half years. People drove into it. Um, I used to walk dogs with a dog's trust and a dog yacked up in the back of it before anyone had even sat in the back of it. <laughs> That's um, nasty. Yeah, the, the, the staff thought it was hilarious. I wasn't so sure. Um, <laughs> I'm it, on their side, to be honest. Yeah. I parked it up in the garage and the painting fell off a shelf and landed on the bonnet. Adam soiled it. Um Post go karting. Yeah, I didn't. It's, no effluence went on it. It was just moisture. Well, it looked like it. <laughs> Hang on. But yeah. No effluence. It was just moisture. From... That's a very fine line you walk in there. No, no. I... It was moisture from the sky, which my jeans had soaked up. Okay. And so it left a really horrifying stain on the seat that took a long time to go away. I'd be curious to know if whoever's got it now still has the curse. I think there's yes. Whether 
animals run out in front of it and it gets crashed into in car parks and whatever because it, it was cursed it's still I, going strong isn't it i guess i think i looked it up online a while back when we were talking about it. yeah i think so because it's not that old it's only like a 2012 or something yeah it should so, still be alive yeah. yeah it was a it was a good little car but it was extremely boring yeah, um non-event yeah. that one yeah. yeah and then i um I was on a, a forum where a chap was selling a Rover 220 and he was having trouble getting rid of it. And <laughs> I'd never really thought about having an old car. I'd had a little Nova to play with for a while and kind of learn stuff on, but I never really drove it or did anything with it because I didn't like it very much. Um, and um, he was selling it for 150 quid. And I thought I'd seen it before on the forum because the previous owner had done a ton of work to it. It looked tatty, but it it was supposed to be a very good engine because uh, it had an engine swap for a, a younger engine that hadn't done so many miles. And the two-liter T-Series was actually quite a good engine in those cars. But this one was proper granddad spec, and it was 150 quid. And it was like, it's only got a couple of months left to live. It's got a massive crack in the windscreen. It needs work for its MOT. And I thought that would be fun to have a play with. I always quite like those. So I... Mm. Bought it, drove it home. It was a long way away. I'd take a coach trip to go and get it, which you know, it was all part of the fun. Um, oh, little train dear. journey or whatever. It's like have a day out, pick up a cool old car. And I remember sitting in a traffic jam in this battered old Rover, um, thinking this car cost me 150 quid and it's running, driving, MOT, tax insured, and the rest of it. And I was sat next to some brand new Audi. And I thought, I feel quite smug at this point because I'm doing exactly the same thing as him. <laughs> for a week's payment on that one and I, that's what i quite like about all that sort of thing is reverse snobbery but i mm. kept that car going for <laughs> ages um i put it through its mot i fixed it because i liked it so much it was so comfortable that was why i got rid of the kia because i thought i was using the rover more because it had lovely soft seats it went like stink yeah mm. it uh, was a good mm, one yeah. Mm, yeah it looked awful it did um, look a bit ropey i'll give it that <laughs> It had it, the bodywork was scruffy, and uh, I took it to Pride of Longbridge one year when it had been parked up in the garage for a few weeks because I remember the tax had run out and I'd lost the V5. So it <laughs> sat for weeks while I sorted that out. And the garage, because I live near the sea, it had gone quite rusty. And to deal with that, I splodged some, I rubbed down the rusty patches all over the doors and the wings and everything, and I, um, um with grey paint a rust primer just to put something on the rust to stave it off and then i think a week or two later someone said oh why don't you go to pride of longbridge which is the rover well it's, it's not just rover mg austin morris you know mm, everything together yeah. everything yeah. that came out of cowley longbridge etc yes. yeah or have a meet up in the field and i i thought yeah it'd be cool i drove up and took it to that and um yeah, I, I think I was going for shame of Longbridge because it had a, <laughs> I was doing a lot of miles in it because um, uh, my girlfriend lived a long way away at the time and I was using that car. So doing a lot of miles in it, it wasn't really getting mm. washed. One of the hubcaps had fallen off and it had grey primer all over it. <laughs> a previous owner had fitted a tow bar by chopping out a chunk of the rear bumper. <laughs> So nice. it wasn't it wasn't a looker. Um, it wasn't exactly factory fresh, is what. No, you're and then I was directed to park it up in the field next to an immaculate one lady owner job. Um, well, there you go. You got the contrast, didn't you? Exactly. Yeah, you that's got, why. Look I at what you could have won. 
Well, yeah. exactly. And then I took quite a lot of pride in people sort of walking up to it and going, oh, uh, <laughs> and what? pointing what out what was this? wrong with it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I said, to, I met a couple of people I knew out there and one I said to one, I said, oh, I, I, I think I've actually got the shabbiest car in the show. I'm quite proud because I've walked around. And he said, he said, no, sorry, he said, you got second place here. There's an Austin princess down the bottom of the field with actual holes in it. I'm going to cheat you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yes, it's. Um, I mean, I had a couple of little motorbikes around that time, but then that got replaced with one that I know Adam will recall fondly, which was my turquoise Volvo 940. Oh, it's a good one, that was. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that. You I don't know if you ever saw that, that one, Mike. I don't think I did, but a Volvo no. 940, yeah, it that's was, a good choice. Yeah. It was turquoise, and the owner had planned to charity banger rally it, and had, for whatever reason decided not to. But yeah, it turned out to have quite a lot of issues. Okay. <laughs> but that said, it never, I don't think I ever took it to a garage for anything other than MOT. It, mm. I just didn't mend it. It just kept going. But it just it kept going. Anyway. Neglect. Yeah. yeah. It always leaked. the The heater matrix in those is a, a bit of an issue, and that one always leaked. And so the interior was always a bit damp. But it had ferocious uh, heated seats, velour mm. heated seats. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a fire when I drove. <laughs> yes. Oh, Honestly. it was brilliant though. I mean, it was so practical. Um, yes, I do yeah. recall. You paid more than you should have done for that. Well, it wasn't expensive, but it wasn't. It was what seven hundred and fifty quid. But at the time, you could pick them up for three, four hundred quid, and that was a three, four hundred quid car. But I suppose it's splitting hairs at that price range. Well, but yeah, it was. It was rough. I do I mean, recall being in the pub with you, egging you on to bid more. Oh, that's right. Always, <laughs> yeah. Because I think I'd set a limit of about four hundred, and mm. the auction was ending, wasn't it? While we were in the pub. Yeah. yeah yes, I mean, and I'd yeah. said I'm out at about four fifty, and I ended up paying nearly eight hundred pound for it. <laughs> Just a little bit over. Yeah. Just a little bit of peer pressure is fine. Yeah, that's hence double the budget. Yeah, there you go. It was it was an all right car like that. I like that car, but it yeah it it never it it had been well used. Mm. Tell I mean, the I nice don't... people about when it yeah. broke down. Oh, what when I was selling it? <laughs> yes, that was embarrassing. Yes, because um, I it had never never really gone wrong. It was a well, it was a Volvo. It was a two point three. Uh, low pressure turbo actually so it went well but it was pretty reliable and i got to the point where well as i'll come on to i had something else i wanted instead and um i put it off so and a chap came down they went over it with a fine tooth comb uh older chap and his sort of his son was in his 20s i can't remember who them was actually having it and they they went over every last detail and i'd explained the faults i knew about and that was fine and we took it on quite a long test drive and then uh when we were coming back through town it just turned off it just cut out and we coasted to a stop at the side of the road and he just looked at me and i kicked myself for saying it now but i came up with the classic car seller's phrase oh it's never done that before never done that before <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it genuinely course. hadn't <laughs> um 
and it it you know once the traffic had cleared it started up fine and drove but yeah i lost that sale but the look he gave me was just <laughs> i felt so hard done by it's like no i was being honest yeah it genuinely uh, has never done this before <laughs> yeah i don't know whether it did it again i've no idea why it did it um but it was literally it just it, yeah it it wasn't a stall it was it just off it just just died yeah. just there and then. Yeah. Weird. While I had that, I was persuaded to rescue another car though. And persuaded. Um, I, yes. Well again, they posted it on a forum I used and it was it wasn't a car I particularly wanted, but as the days went on, the price dropped and nobody was interested. The MOT was out and it was just about to be scrapped. And it was the sort of look, it's got to go. If nobody wants it, I I can get £100 scrapping it. So, you know, whatever. At the time, this was a few years back. And you'd like it, Mike. It was a 1.4 Mark IV Escort. Oh, classic. (laughs) I think you've had a couple yourself. And yeah. Yes. And I thought, well, you know, classic thing. My dad's had one of those. And I felt a bit nostalgic and I felt sorry for it. Yeah. It had an interesting history because it had been used in a post office robbery. (laughs) <laughs> it had been stolen and used in a post office robbery, okay. uh, which had left it with some issues. Um, so, and it was, in fairness, it was only a five and a half hour drive away. Oh, so just, I around, just around the corner. Well, exactly. Yes. So the issues I knew it had was the bonnet was jammed shut because the cable had either snapped or come off. So right. we couldn't get the bonnet open. The battery was flat. When they'd broken into it to start it, they'd broken the indicators. So <clears throat> it had no indicators. Okay. It had been sat for several months, hence the battery going flat. And I think it had a couple of other issues. So I bought a second-hand indicator uh, stalk unit and a battery. And I went up on the train. I bought the battery when I was nearer. I met I think I stayed with a friend who lived uh, much closer um, and then I picked up a battery and went and um, went up there with the full in I don't know what I was thinking of driving it five and a half six hours home and right. um, and uh, yeah um, it was in his works car park out in the middle of nowhere I think it must have been a Saturday or a Sunday there was no one else around he took me out to it and I thought, well, obviously, the first thing is we've got to get this bonnet open. And yeah. we spent probably half an hour tinkering around with it, jacked it up, put it on axle stand so I could get underneath it. And uh, I did think at one point, if anyone comes across us here, this is going to look really weird now because we'd spent so long on it. I was starting to think, oh, God, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to get into it. Um, and uh, I was lying underneath it with my arm wedged up between the slam panel and the radiator cutting myself to ribbons trying to find the latch by feel alone while he was jiggling the bonnet up and down stood (laughs) over me and i remember at one point i found the latch and pulled on it and the bonnet almost released because it all seized up as well because it hadn't been open for god knows how long and eventually the catch gave and there's he is stood over me with my legs sticking out from underneath the car while i'm under it he's jostling the bonnet up and down and making grunting noises while i'm under the car going yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) dirty and no, but fair play. I mean, we put the bat- we got the bonnet open, put the battery on it. I changed the indicator over so that they worked. Changed a couple of blown fuses, swapped one of the rotten tires uh, for a 
one of the less the spare, which was slightly better. Slightly less and, wrong. And um, we, we, I booked an MOT for the next day to drive it home, and <laughs> I tell you what, it it drove perfectly the whole way home. Had no issues with it at all the whole drive home. Wow. And it went through its MOT. It needed a little bit of welding, but not rot as such. It was where it had been run up over a pavement. Right. Uh, okay. Which had damaged yeah. the front suspension. And one of the suspension mounts was twisted or something. It wasn't anything major. So, yeah. But I <clears throat> I didn't like it. Um, it was gutless. And it wasn't a very good engine. I don't think that 1.4 cvh and it just a little bit underpowered I ne- the yeah the i car. never warmed yeah. to it no yeah. so i traded it with someone i knew for the rover 220 that i'd previously sold <laughs> well, you, back you it bought the same car back yes okay by which time the escort had blown quite a big hole in its manifold so i he didn't live that far away about half an hour like 45 minutes away so i drove it down to him with it sounding like it had no exhaust on it at all Right. <laughs> um, he was made up. He was happy. So, um, yeah. Oh, so I had enough. it again. I had the Rover again for a while. Very good. I do but, recall as well that, yes. that Rover, there were those, uh, when you got it back the second time, it was another mm. go-karting trip. Oh, yes. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Where to get to the go-karting, it's uh, very much country lanes. And uh, you were following me and I decided that it was a good time to stop abruptly because there was a tractor coming. Yeah, because we'd been going a fair pace. Oh yeah, yeah. We were we were moving. And, and I um, had four people in the rover, I think, didn't I? And mm. well I had a full car too. Yeah, well yes, yes. <laughs> just better brakes. <laughs> I just I I I thought, oh, there's a gap, and I stamped on the brakes and went into the gap, and all I saw was fear in his eyes in the rearview mirror. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised I didn't push the brake pedal right through the bulkhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't stop that fast. It had some momentum going. I mean, it didn't have bad brakes. It was just it didn't brake as well as a much, much newer Volvo estate. Yeah. Yes. Oh, dear. Mm. Yes, yes. Valuable lesson learned about relative braking distances. <laughs> I did I did stop and nobody was harmed. No, you were just I, very wide-eyed. Well, possibly took a year or two off my life, but expectancy, <laughs> but yes. Yes, but while I had that, this is a point at which I realized that one couldn't simply have one car. So I, at this point, had at least two or three on the go. Oh, yeah. But the, I got tired of the Volvo. And I'd been looking for a while for something in this ilk. And then, um, again, one day at work, I put a bid on on eBay for something just before I left work and accidentally won it, <laughs> which was, I think, still one of the best cars I've ever had, which is a 1994 Jaguar XJ40 XJ Sovereign Saloon 4-litre. It was a lovely, lovely thing. It yeah. was enough yeah. years ago as well this has got to be five four or five years ago four when they were still ago. cheap yeah and it was mot'd running and driving and not rusty at all and it was oh, what did i pay 460 quid that sounds right yeah that does sound mm, right about yeah. that but it was also an extremely rare color combination because it was i think they called it sage metallic green and it had what oatmeal leather 
Mm. Yes. No, jade green, and it had oatmeal and sage leather because it had that, green and cream coloured leather. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. And it, it has the gorgeous. weird yeah. flat sort of aero alloys as well. Very 90s looking. That's thing. right. They were the smooth ones. I remember mm. those. I seldom yeah, yeah, ever yeah. seen them on another. Yeah, no, they're, they're quite I think they, rare. Get, they get swapped out a lot because they're not the prettiest things in the world, but they're so 90s. But they were original to the car, weren't they? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that was another one that was many hours away. So I went and stayed with my friend in that area of the country and then used that as a staging post to finish the journey the next paper. morning. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I thought what I'll do is I'll stay with him, which is nice for a day or two, go and get the car, which is another hour and a half train journey or whatever, bring it back to his, stay another night, and then finish the three, four-hour drive home in my lovely new Jag. In your lovely Jag. Yeah. So <laughs> I got off the train, walked up to the guy, and it was an, it was, I think it was his son that was listed. It was an elderly chap who was selling it. He obviously wasn't particularly well, and he was quite sad to get rid of it, but he wasn't mm. using it. And he'd actually he'd gone to look for me because it turned out there were two stations in the town, and uh, which I didn't realise. And he'd actually offered to pick me up, and he'd gone to the other station. The other one, of course. <clears throat> so by times I walked up to his house, he just arrived back home, and the first thing I thought was, "Oh, it's got quite an exhaust blow." Like it's was he proper fruity because he just he drove it to. To come up. and collect you, yeah. right? Okay. Which is yeah. okay. It definitely works. That's good. Yes, but I thought, it, goes. it does sound yes. quite fruity. And he'd obviously done. You look at the MIT history. It had done very few miles for several years. And mm. um, we did the we did the deal. We had a lovely chat and a cup of tea. And then I got in it and um, went and filled it up at the petrol station. And I I started to drive. I think it was Hastings, I think. And I started to drive out of town. And I I thought something not right here i started to go down the hill and i lifted off the accelerator and it stopped <laughs> thought, right we've definitely got brake issues okay because it will hold itself on a hill <laughs> without um, you doing anything <laughs> yeah and i thought that's all right bit of use they'll clean up and it's probably just It'll you know just lack of use so off. i gave yeah. gave yeah, them yeah. a good workout which helped a bit good when there was no one else around behind me good stamp on the pedal a few times it did seem to help a bit mm. Um, but they were dragging, and um, he—I um, can't remember what else it was. He'd said that it had really good tires on it. Like, yes, they've got loads of tread. They're also ancient, <laughs> and they're <laughs> of a brand I've never heard of called Hero. Okay. So it had on the back as well on a rear-wheel drive car, four-liter rear-wheel drive car. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't ideal because uh, it didn't have much grip at all. And it obviously hadn't been serviced in some time and wasn't. It, it was running OK, but clearly not as good as it should. And um, I was a bit alarmed because um, I had at this point in total probably at least five hour drive home. Good three, four hundred miles, I think. I can't remember. <laughs> and I noticed hmm. that the, the miles per gallon display was saying 11. Oh, you're doing well. Mm. Double oh, figures. Well, and then I thought, and then I drove a few exactly. more miles, and I thought the brakes are not getting better. Um, in fact, they're getting worse, and you could hear them dragging, and mm. you could feel when you pulled away at traffic lights that the sort of the back end sat down a bit, like you're holding it on the handbrake. Mm. Did you have hot wheels? Um, mm, they were getting mm. warm, so yeah. I was quite relieved when it turned out that the alternator didn't work, and it broke down nine miles out of town. Um, <laughs> 
Yes. A blessed um, relief there. Yes. <laughs> you didn't um, have to drive it anymore. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, it wasn't ideal because it was bitterly cold. And luckily, it it was kind to me. I could I noticed the voltage was falling. And um, I was in a, I was passing through what looked like a brand new industrial estate, literally brand new, like most people hadn't moved in. Right. The tarmac looked like it'd been laid the day before and there was nobody around. Okay. So just as it started to run out of enough power to run the fuel injectors and whatever, and it started to conk out, I could pull in and call the breakdown and it was perfectly safe. But my God, I nearly froze to death. It was so cold, and I, <laughs> I, I have no way of being heating. outside. No <laughs> heating, and I don't think I even had a coat with me because I was thinking, well, I'll be back at Portsmouth for an hour and a half. Oh, um, but yes, it got relayed home. Um, I think I got home at two a.m. in the end, um, uh, all the way back home. But on the other hand, it did not save me a lot of fuel. I was going to say a much more <laughs> <frequent> trip. Yes. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I stuck a new alternator, well, a rebuilt alternator on it the next weekend, and it was back on the road. But um, the brakes were terrible on a car that big and powerful. It's um, quite they, the, the one that Hubnut yeah. had, his XJ40 had binding brakes as well, if you remember. Well, I took it to my mechanic because at the time I didn't have really any, I'd started to work on cars quite a bit, but I didn't have anywhere to really work on a car that size because it didn't fit quite on my a drive. It had yes. to live in the road. It didn't fit on my drive. So <laughs> he had a look and he unseized the calipers and it seemed all right for a while. And then I think Adam, you were with me actually. We took it for a run and the brakes weren't binding anymore. Mm. And it was, it wasn't still running quite right, but we took it for a run and on a, a windy b road and then came to a sharp corner so i braked quite firmly and it went left that was it violently left oh god mm. and it turned out that one of the brake hoses had collapsed <laughs> so, of course yeah one wheel braking um so yes that'll make for good stability mm, it's a bit clenched so, yeah, Yes. So yes, that that car got a full brake rebuild and a set of new tires and that transform and a service. I knew I I could tell it hadn't been serviced for a while while when I pulled the ignition leads off and one of them snapped in half. <laughs> yeah. So yes. But after that, it was glorious. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. Once it's cleared its throat as well. Yeah, it needed using. That that mm, car yes. more than any other was desperately in need of just being driven. And yeah. <clears throat> I, I did. I I'd lent it to you quite a lot, Adam. When I was, if I was away for a weekend or something, you'd have it to play with. Oh yeah. And I still remember it's the only car of the ones who've done that with, where your wife has come running out the house in her dressing gown when I've pulled up outside and yelled across, "Please stop lending it to him." <laughs> Based off of We've the amount no you were money spending left. on commuting in it. Mm, he's got a bit pri- well it was quite pricey at the beginning when it was a bit clogged up <laughs> mm. I yeah. think when it was driven carefully when later on when it had settled down a bit it was doing it nearly 20 miles to the gallon yeah much more acceptable I mean I, when I mentioned that particular vehicle before in previous episodes when I said I got it down to 7 MPG <laughs> <laughs> it had um obviously the gearbox had a sport mode which went gave you long longer periods between changes it would hold the revs more mm. but also found that if you push the the accelerator pedal would go down so far and hit a stopper but it turned out that was a i think a button of some sort that would give you an extra 
you know, you get we give a kick, get down, a bit of it? extra kick. Yeah, I don't know how that worked. I can't remember. It's been too long since I've driven it. I might have even imagined it, but it was sort of like it. It could be driven quite aggressively, but yes, the fuel it would consume driving like that was terrifying. But mm. it was such a wonderful thing to drive. I miss I mean, that my, car. Casey, what I say, my my parents have never been particularly interested in cars as as per se, and especially old cars. They've got no time. A lot, as a lot of people, no time for old cars that need attention and fuss mm. and hassle. Just not interested. And so all the old crates I've had all the years, they've never been remotely interested. They didn't complain about being taken to the pub and dropped outside in the Jag. No. <laughs> Even yeah. though, if you looked closely at it, um, one of the reasons it was cheap was the old boy hadn't off met posts. The bumpers were all sorts of interesting shapes, and mm. he had a loose car cover over it, which flapping around in the wind had well, sanded all the paint off the bonnet that's and the roof. Fatal, yeah, that is mm. fatal. Yeah, I remember I, I pulled up outside work one day to. Um, and I happened to—I had taken that one. I hadn't thought about it, but I pulled up outside the office um, just as everyone was leaving to take a couple of boxes in. And uh, one of the guys walked out and said, "Car, look at Phil's car!" And they all sort of looking at it. And one of them went, "What the hell's happened to the paint?" Like, yes, it's fine. <laughs> it terrible. It's perfectly normal. Yeah. Yes. It was I, a glorious thing. It was a glorious thing. Definitely. Of all the cars I've had, that is the one, the only one that if I were offered it back, I wouldn't even ask what they wanted for it. I'd have it you, back. You'd have it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely gorgeous. And I enjoyed the fact that it was ropey. Yes. And that it was a pretty Less unique precious. spec. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I missed that one. But in the end, I sold it because it was draining me dry and it was just constant <laughs> issues. You just couldn't <laughs> afford to keep it anymore. No, it was because, as I, I, I would, I could do basic servicing and, you know, all that sort of thing. But again, I couldn't do a lot of work on it because it was parked in the road on a steep hill. So yeah. it had to go to the garage it for a lot. I was big. busy at the time working with you, Mike. And, yeah. you know, I didn't have time to be working on it at weekends. So, it just kept throwing up issues. And in fairness to it, it was old and it hadn't been used for years, but yeah, it never failed to start. Um, it always ran and drove, but it was, there was always warning light roulette going on. Yeah, it was always mm. something. Yeah. Or and even things like the central all... locking would go on strike. Um, yeah. Oh, the amount of times it did that to me. It's just, well, I'll just leave it <laughs> unlocked then, bollocks. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the dude I took in the end was, well, screw, if you want to be stolen, then fine. I'm yeah. more or less having an argument with it in the street. It's like, is this what you want? <laughs> Someone will nick you. <laughs> if you don't cooperate. Yes, I, I, dis, I realized at some point in the long distance past, it had come equipped with remote central locking, which the fob was long gone. Um, oh. <laughs> as they usually were, and it occurred to me at one point, I thought, because the locks were playing, I thought it'd be quite good to get that working again. And I did a bit mm. of research, and someone on the forum had said, "You can't get the Jag fobs anymore; they are well out of production, and they weren't very yeah, good when they were new." But don't exist. allegedly, a Nissan one works on the same frequency. Okay. And I thought you could pick those up. This particular Nissan type, so cheap, and I thought I'll have a go. Worth a go. And I bought yeah. one and started fiddling with it, and I suddenly thought, "This is not something I want to be getting into." Mm. 
can of I, worms. I started looking at fuses and I, has, has it been deactivated and rummaged behind the dash? I thought oh, this is a massive, you know, don't God, just walk you're away. Make this worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. It would, it would, for weeks, it would refuse to lock or it would lock one door but not the others or it would unlock one door after all the others had locked. Yeah. And then when you started to try and fix it, it would behave perfectly. You would have got to the point there where he either wouldn't lock at all or worse would never unlock yes so again i think it was all stuff they're well known for but it had yes. a lot of character a oh, lot of in character. buckets yeah absolutely that was a gorgeous, um, gorgeous and when i and i never even advertise that for sale uh someone who you knew i had it one of those, no, someone you? i knew offered me a decent price for it and i, thought, yeah. I knew he'd look after it and uh it's still, still around. Going, it? Still it is right? still around. Yes, yeah. I looked it up, and it's still MOT and taxed. And I Excellent. saw it for sale once, <laughs> um, completely by coincidence. I spotted the ad for it online. I think on Gumtree or Car and Classic, something like that. And I messaged the guy. It was an old advert, <laughs> and I missed it by two weeks. It would, and and you would have bought it back. Uh, I would. I would. I would seriously have considered it. I can't remember what he was asking. I don't think it was outrageous. Right. The problem was it had lost the wheels. It had standard, much more normal, common Jag XJ oh, wheels on it. That's Boring. A, yeah. yeah, that's a shame. Especially well, as those I wheels thought, were original. I put new tyres on those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a few years back. But, They'll um, still be yeah. out somewhere, just on a different Jag, I expect. Yeah, well, you'd... Um, that's it. And I, I said to the guy, look, I said, could you, if you still got contact with the buyer, could you pass my details on? He said he would. Right, but obviously right. I have no idea where he did. So it's all—it's always possible that one day my phone will ring, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it may return. Very good. Well, it, yeah, oh, lovely. It, it's the only—I'm not interested in having another one because it wouldn't be that one. And the logical replacement for that was a Ford Puma. So that's what of I did. Course. Oh no, one, that was a good car too. One point seven. Yeah. Um, a chap Very I knew good. a little bit up country happened to live quite close to the dealer that was selling it on ebay and again this was when you could pick up a tidy puma for four or five hundred quid not um, anymore no mm-hmm. that's no. it they're still cheap but not that cheap not that cheap and it mm. had a little bit of grot around the rear arches as they always did but nothing major mm. and it was a decent mileage decent service history all the rest and he picked it up me and he i said to him look in in return i said make full use of it for the week you've you know, you're covered on the insurance now it's mot i've taxed it etc and until i can come and get it off you and um yeah he did not make use of it <laughs> he, had, he had a wonderful time he normally drove much bigger sort of luxury well old luxury cars that was his thing was up like big old citrons and that and he absolutely loved it but I remember the drive home in that. It was just fantastic. I love that car. Yeah. I had, in fact, Mike, you, because uh, I was working with you at the time, I mm. on the way home, I got called to go to a client. It was my day off, but whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> who'd, had, who'd had this new ransomware that had come out. And it was a hotel down in, um, oh gosh, down in Linton. Oh, yeah. And, I think one of the reasons I acquiesced quite rapidly to that, apart from that, all right, they they need to be helped out. Um, and the one guy there on his own was struggling to deal with it all. And I thought, well, that means I get to take the the Doom. road from Blackmore Gate down to Lynmouth in it. Oh, <laughs> that was amazing. 
Um, you took the call was, just so you could do the drive. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing, that car. And again, never really had any issues with it up until the end. But it was rotting from the inside out. Yeah, um, they do. I, yeah, there was a little scab on the sill just inside the driver's door uh, that disappeared under the rubber. And I made the mistake of pulling up the rubber seal one day. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we'll put that back then because an awful lot of fresh air is under there. Yes. Um, Tip of the iceberg. Yeah, the rust started to creep in. It needed new tyres. And again, I I was, I'd say broke at the time, but I didn't have money to throw at the car. Well, Uh, as you said, you were working with me, weren't you? Exactly, (laughs) working on a shoestring. But it was a hobby car um, because my everyday was the ever-reliable diesel Skoda Octavia that I'd picked up. There we go. Um, Another very unlucky car. No, invisible car. That was invisible fucking car. But honestly, though, for the, I think I paid three hundred and fifty pound for that car, and me and the other engineer did well a ton of miles in it, and it asked asked nothing. It needed almost nothing. Um, It was fantastic. But that was the daily driver, and the Puma was a toy, really, and then. Adam will recall we went down to was it Haynes? I think it, it was, was Haynes, Haynes. Yeah, Museum, yeah. who had a oh, freshly, <laughs> freshly, beautifully resurfaced car park. It, it was yes. I think they'd had a big refurb, hadn't they, and an extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. They redid the whole place. Yeah. Yes, and as I recall, Adam, you were driving. You drove down. I drove back. That's right. Fun, it? And as you pulled into the car park, I thought that steering doesn't sound right. Not at all. Groaning and I think vibrating and sort of something's clearly wrong. We parked up in the space. I got out and then watched. I, I looked behind the car. What had happened was a power steering pipe had rotted through and burst. And we had left a huge snail trail of power steering fluid oh. all down the road. You could see where we'd come in and all across this beautifully resurfaced car park brand new tarmac <laughs> was and not it good was, it wasn't like you could pretend it wasn't my car because obviously it, <laughs> it ended right to my it. car yes, yes. um <laughs> and what followed then was when we'd finished and drove home was uh stopping every 20 miles to put more fluid in it um mm. because it was mm. fairly pouring well not pouring out and um we the thing was it was in a straight line it didn't leak it was fine but anytime you went got to a corner and turned the steering the pressure change would cause it to spray there fluid out so, yeah. quite a lot of corners between here and mm. sparkford yeah we were right you know on the motorway <laughs> up the link road was fine but yes, yeah, yeah, all yeah the country roads yes yes um and the trouble was every time you topped it up of course it was full of air so you had to do a lot to lot to bleed it which was a mm. bit of a per- perpetual motion machine really quite a long journey home then yeah it did all right but at it that point fine. i told that one because the the mot was throwing up a few issues but again i kind of regret selling that one if i'd had somewhere yeah. to put it to one side until i could afford to mend it i'd have kept to it, fix it yeah even though the sill was rotted it had scabby arches otherwise it was fine and the guys did fix it and i saw it around town quite a few times looking filthy and neglected and i felt a bit sorry for it and i think it just got run into That's the ground. Shame. Because I don't think yeah, it's around. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, yeah. I missed and that was car around... as well. Yeah. And then I got into Rovers in a big way again. 
mm. um, as you what would was after, after that. Well, you should remember because you helped me rescue it. Um, it was a, oh, a mutual friend of ours. His son had dumped his car at the garage after they had not fixed it properly. And it sat there for, what, two years? And in the end, he, he asked me if I wanted it for free. <laughs> it was a 1.4 litre Rover 45. Ooh. By my standards, a new car, 2004. Mm. Absolutely. Yes, it, it was... had, unsurprisingly for a K-Series, it had its head gasket done. Oh, really? Yeah. That's rare. Yeah, the head gasket <laughs> had blown. I mean, he was a car killer, that lad. He, every car he had, he destroyed. But it, in theory, I thought, well, this could be a, a good option because it, it had done zero miles on a new head gasket. It was very low mileage. It looked grotty and i don't particularly like the 45 but i thought it's got to be worth a go for free but he yeah. said the reason it got dumped at the garage was they started it up after the head gasket and there was a rattle from the engine <laughs> okay and they phoned him up and said look i know you spent all this money but there's still there's something else wrong and he went screw it not worth it and it just sat in their yard for two years and wow. when I did get it started, I think when they said rattle, what they meant was it's knocking its tits off. <laughs> <laughs> it okay. was, I mean, it took us quite a lot of effort to start it. Um, oh, in retrospect, God, it the battery was knackered and we jumped it off the Octavia, but it really struggled to start when it was cold. Mm. And it, what I think, and it, in the end, we got it going and topped up the fluids and clean some of the green scunge off it to drive it down for an MOT. <laughs> scunge? It was <laughs> quite a scunge. <laughs> well, enough that it didn't look like it had conjunctivitis and nice the, the police scunge. wouldn't pull you over, get, scrape all the leaves out of the scuttle panel and, you know, check that it was roadworthy. It had good tyres on it and everything. And, and um, I drove it a few miles down the road to the garage and I found if you turn, I found with the knocking, if you turn the radio up loud enough, you couldn't hear it. <laughs> but oh, how many fixed. problems could you fix like well, the road <laughs> the road between where it had been parked up and where the um garage was was hilly and that did show there's definitely a performance issue God, 1.4s before and they're quite revvy and quite you know for a little engine they're not bad those, those k series are actually really good engines yeah they're just rather prone <laughs> this one definitely had issues i thought it's it feels like it's got no power and it turned out basically that one part of the one of the camshafts on the top of the engine was seized i have no idea how it happened or what on earth happened but that was one where my mechanic said don't even bother it's just not worth it yeah especially when um i saw what the state the interior was in oh. i was already yeah more he scunge in there, was it? Well, he hadn't cleaned the food and rubbish out of it from the last time he oh, used it. Oh. Two years of dying sandwiches, wouldn't it? Grotty it was vile. Um, <laughs> and it needed other little wads and ends, which, but the trouble is, again, at the time, and I don't think they're worth much more now, if I'd cleaned it up and done everything it needed for an MOT and sold it, it would have been worth probably 300 quid. Mm. Yeah. Just no, not they're, not, they're not worth a lot. People just but don't it got seem parted to out, them. and it is, to this day, is the I think one of the only cars I've ever scrapped. Okay. I can't think of any others I've scrapped. Nothing leaps to mind. Um, And I got to watch it being munched up by the grabber and dumped on the back of the truck by the trainee, uh, as it turned out, who made a bit of a mess of it. So it was kind of like 
there was a car he, he put it on top of on the back of the lorry and he kept on getting it wrong so it was kind of like i felt you'd always feel sorry for it it was sort of being mashed up and down and up and down and up and down on top of the car that it was going on top <laughs> of until, until he got it in the right place oh dear but it what donated a lot of parts to other cars so well, it lived on fair enough bits of it do you know and then I made a really big mistake, and a friend of mine was selling a huge car collector was selling another 1.4 K series Rover, <laughs> bright yellow MGZR. Oh yes, we're all familiar which with Adam that one. is yes. familiar with yes, a little bit he is. because it was a steaming turd of a car. <laughs> whoa, 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 steady. <laughs> I don't know. That was one of those cars. The moment I picked it up, I thought, I don't like this car at all. I thought it'd be great fun. It's bright colored and it's good fun. And it's mechanically, it was very, very good. And it drove exactly the way they should. But it it had led a brutal previous life. And there was so much broken glass hidden in the crevices and corners. A lot. Yes, Not a single that. panel was the same shade of yellow. Yeah. Um, I think it had been well looked after mechanically, but bodywork wise, it was awful. Mm. And the build quality was appalling. So I never liked it. And then Adam's wife said, Well, I like it. I'll have that. <laughs> and the agreement was, I think, as I recall, it needed a coolant change because it was a bit, it, well, it was, it only had water. It in was it, just water, coolant, yeah. Which being K series, we thought, yeah, let's be careful. Yeah. So we did a coolant flush on your driveway, and I, I, did all that and uh, we cleaned it up and glued a bit a few bits of interior trim back on and and um all was good and then i i think i was i can't remember we were going to take it for a test drive to make sure it was good and it wouldn't start mm. and in the end it got taken away on the back of a tow truck and i thought well that's the end of that sale then yes <laughs> and it got taken down to my usual mechanic it was a sunday so i it just got dumped in his yard mm. Um, at the week, no, it, was, well, it was at the weekend, and yeah. then the next day, I recall thinking, "I think this is ridiculous." It turned over fine, it just wouldn't fire, and it was fine a couple of hours ago. Mm. And I did a bit of research, and I went down there and thought, "What about fuel pump relay?" Because we couldn't hear the fuel pump running, and we thought the fuel pump had packed up. Mm. And I swapped the relay with, I think, the heated rear window, and it fired up. Thought, "Happy days!" It's that's all it is. It's just a relay. Yeah. And as a as a joke, I sent Adam a picture of the rev counter to show him it was running. Said, "Still want it?" And he came back going, "Yeah, all right then." <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> well, it's fine. Ah, uh, discerning individual. What followed was two years of phone calls from Adam going, "I'm stuck in the car park. Can you come and rescue me?" Yeah, <laughs> because the, whoa, 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 whoa. the motor wire had fallen off, the alarm had gone berserk, the battery terminal had fallen off. Steady, steady. I called you once. So I was freezing yeah, my tits off at Christmas was, in Sainsbury's car park. There were more than one time. The no, I asked, for, one time you I asked for a hand a few times, but that was the only time I was actually <laughs> broken down. The number of by this stage, Adam and I were sharing an office. The number of times you would say to me, "Do you mind just hanging back and following me back?" Because I'm not sure it's gonna make it. Yeah, we had, there were so some... I was behind him when he conked out. Oh, but it never did conk out. Though. No, it never did. That I was never needed as a backup. But you did on more than one occasion. 
you said, yeah. would you mind just following me back just yeah. in case? I did. Uh, it, it did have a moment with its ABS combined with some tyres that were very near the legal limit where it was a slightly greasy road and the traffic stopped abruptly. And, oh, my God, I applied the brakes. Honestly, it was like being on ice and just the poo that came out. It had it? terrible <laughs> brakes. I mean, they were they were absolutely fine as terms of they were, you know, it had good discs and pads, but I said the 25 and ZR brakes were not good. No, no. And, and the fact that the ABS was iffy, it, it, when I stamped on them because I needed to stop, it went, I don't have ABS now. Oh, <laughs> good God. Well, I, I think the thing I really disliked about it was it was just hugely disappointing because I was a big fan of the older generation of Rover 200, the Honda Concerto shape. Yeah. It yeah, felt yeah. robust and solid. I liked the look of it. It was a nicely engineered car. Mm. And they were lovely to drive. I just, I've always been a big fan of them. And I thought, well, this is the ev- that that this is the replacement. This, this shape is the progression of that. Yeah, yeah. It, it honestly, it, it felt. Just wasn't. I mean, I've it felt so cheap and shoddy. Well, they but, were by that stage. They weren't. Yeah, they? It was the it, comically bad. Um, the build quality was just appalling, and yeah. it really, it really sort of just piss me off and well, i don't you think it helped that, that stage where they were just building crap weren't they That's... yeah and you could tell they were trying to cut corners but the yeah. quality was nowhere near what it had been hmm. and i think what annoyed me with that one as well was it was this big shouty larry spoilers and side skirts it yes. was bright yellow it was yeah look at me i'm far i've got a little 1.4 engine though um yeah. but it did have a grotty fart cannon on the back as well which again is not my cup of tea Oh, Kaylee loved that. And actually did when I was at a mate. I went round to see a mate and then I started it up outside his house to drive home at about 10 o'clock at night. And then he, he sort of came out to say something just before I left. So I wound down the window and we, we ended up having a little chat for five minutes. His neighbour came out of the house to complain that I'd woken his kids up. <laughs> oh, it's sitting there going... <laughs> Which I I just got so used to it I'd forgotten. It was um, a very subtle car. Mm. It, no, no. I, be, I believe what killed it in the end. It was a variety of things, wasn't it? Because it had been parked up for a while and it just sort of disintegrated. I think there was a bit of disintegration. The head gasket oh, the head- went, obviously. Obviously, there was uh, more than one occasion did, I came out. Never to the did prove that you were, you were pouring but, fluids into it. I, well, you say never did prove it that. It constantly needed the coolant topping up, but it wasn't coming out. And then it had, then it developed all of the uh, the white gunk in the filler uh, cap. Right, because oh. I think when I first looked at it with you, it wasn't doing that, was it? But we, th- yeah, we couldn't work out. It did have a leak at one point, but that got fixed, and that the inlet map folded. Yeah, yeah, which the, is a very we- common thing on those, but. Which is fine. I mean, but it was a case of fix the inlet manifold, and then it went. My head gasket gone. It for one of those, it did have quite a lot of miles on it, which is possibly part of the reason it had so little of the interior trim left attached. Yeah, but, it was over hundred thousand. It was fair yeah, play to it. Hundred and twenty, I think, on it, which yeah. isn't a lot, but I think for one of those is actually one of those. Yeah, a lot, but I oh, just no, never liked it. I'm not, I'm not sad it's gone. 
I think we're going to pause things there. As you can probably tell already, Phil's car history is large and varied. Join us again next week for the remainder of Phil's cars. Don't worry, there are more Rovers. Be sure to check out Stuff and Waffle on Twitter and Instagram, and feel free to email stuffandwaffle at gmail.com.